right, you guys ready? You, you guys need to help with this. I can't do this alone. All right. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Chase. Happy birthday to you. There you go. Um, Make a wish. What a start. I My wish is reached. This is over. And... <laughs> Steve right now. Uh, Steven, your day's coming. <laughs>Hey friends, welcome back to No Experience Required. My name is Steven with PH and I'm here with uh, host Chase. Hi. Thank you, everyone, again, for coming back. And uh, I'll go ahead and welcome our two guest co-hosts, Avery and Hannah Wilson. How's it going? Welcome. Welcome. It's good to have you guys on. It's good to join the birthday boy today. The what? The (laughs) birthday (laughs) boy. Starting it off hot. Tough start. You get it over, you get it out of the way. You should have not called it out, man. See, that's just like part of everyday life for me. I misspeak words like very often. So this is going to be fun. So I'm not into the whole... You know, it was kind of a mission to get me here today. Uh, we really do appreciate it. Yeah. We're just... It's all Avery casual. Was, Avery was all into it. So Avery is an avid listener. Hannah actively avoids us. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> but we... Um, Listen to a couple. Yeah. We're having some more family members on. See, so yeah, it's fine. Uh, family what? <laughs> family, family <laughs> mindless. <laughs> Avery is my cousin and Hannah is his wife. So this is... Uh, yeah, this is great. It's awesome. He doesn't here. even consider you a cousin. I was honestly going to say so that. Up. I was like, you know what? Yeah. I, th- I would say, you she's know what? This is Chase, it's my cousin, true. but that's okay. Yeah. We're not that's there right. yet. Get there, maybe. No, Chase and I are cousins by blood. Yeah. You're, yeah. If you're not in, you're out. So, you know. Okay. I'm out. Shoot. I'm pretty sure she's in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was there when you took that. Yeah, I captured that moment. <laughs> was a witness. Yeah. We never said I do, though. So, that's maybe true. We didn't. No way. Fun fact about our wedding. Yeah. That never happened in our ceremony. Wow. I remember we just, it just hit us randomly. We're like, we never said I do. I mean, there were vows, just not You never like agreed this, to them. Just for not this overarching. You'll never have that, that. Yeah. I'm not sure, sure what the verbiage was that he used, but it wasn't, you know, I do. It was sealed with a kiss. That's okay. <laughs> sure. It's true. That's mm. good. I don't know. I don't know if that's good enough. <clears throat> I guess we'll find out. Maybe we'll talk about that today. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, why don't you both tell us a little bit about yourselves? Um, yeah, I guess I can start. Um, not a whole lot to say about, about me truthfully, uh, except for the fact that I've lived in flag my whole life. I guess that's a good start. Um, most of my family's here, which is why I'm here. Been married to Hannah for almost three years. Um, that's still in question though. We're not sure if we're actually married. Right. (laughs) Possibly three years. And as far as what I do uh, for work, I shoe and train horses here in town um, and have been doing that for two years, a little over two years. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, that's a brief overview about me. Yeah, I'd say there's a little bit more, but we can dive into that. Yeah, probably. (laughs) (laughs) Hannah, what about you? Uh, My name's Hannah. I've been possibly married to Avery for three years, and I'm currently a social media manager. I work remote. And, oh, 
we run our Southwest Steps business. Oh, that sounds cool. What's that? Basically beverage catering company that we started back in 2021. Been operating since 2022, I guess, though. So, so. Hmm. Yeah. She says we loosely, though. I, <laughs> I do a whole lot of just driving it around and getting it set up, and she does all the back-end stuff. See, I do point. operate it pretty much by myself now, but there you did about 99% of the work getting it to a, a part, you know, a point that it could actually be operated. So I was looking for a little backup. She's like, no, hon, you do so much more. <laughs> no, <laughs> She's like, point. true. Just agree yeah. with you. I run this <laughs> basically. It's okay. No, it wouldn't be a thing without you. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so sweet. We need like a crowd awing in the oh, background. Yeah, we don't have yeah, that. We'll, we'll, we'll find that sound effect. Well, we can only do the cheer so many times. Yeah. <laughs> can we? Can we hear it? Yeah. Sure. Nice. Just welcoming our guests. Do we to like fade that out? Yeah. I mean, I could do it manually. Cause like every time I'm editing it, like cuts off so abruptly. I should probably just fade it out post. You could. Yeah. That's yeah. On me. Or I Sorry. could just that's not me. turn it off so abruptly. Just very clearly a, a sound bite. Yeah. Yeah. The audience shut up immediately, like all simultaneously. Yeah. It's yeah. just our studio light. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this is our first episode with four guests. Yeah. This is a big deal. Yeah. This is a milestone. milestone. Jinx. Well, now it's going to be three because I can't talk for the rest of it. (laughs) (laughs) I was so confused. You jinxed me. (laughs) No, all jokes aside, it's, yeah, it is cool. I feel like, um, I don't know. I definitely don't view myself as like just this sole individual. So when you guys were like, hey, you should come on the podcast. It was like, yeah, yeah, man, I could totally do that. (laughs) And, And I think that that's just implied because... It's just the nature of our relationship. We do everything together. So, mm. yeah. Aww. Okay. <laughs> there we go. Now we have our <laughs> awesome. sound. Yeah, there we go. We're, we're going to oh, take that sound by. That one. Absolutely yeah. not. <laughs> that was a mistake. <clears throat> that and fourth day. Fourth day. Every time it's someone's birthday, I guess, we're going to play that sound clip. <laughs> Happy birthday to my non-cousin. <laughs> um, oh, Yeah. <laughs> We, we we started off this episode singing happy birthday to Chase because it is his birthday today. And I think it just left everyone a little, feeling a little awkward and nervous. That might have been why the, the birthday day <laughs> came out. <but. laughs> it was a good start, for sure. Yeah. It actually sounded really good. I was impressed. Avery. Yeah, yes, I drop Avery out about midway through. It's in the family. So. Just on, not on my side. Whatever side I came down on wasn't my side. <laughs> it was the other side that Avery and I both share. <laughs> The Wilson side, right? Well, I'm not on that side, I guess. And your mom's thing is good, too. So both sides. Yeah, so I guess I'm just no good at all. Well, boot camp didn't help you. Yeah, it didn't. <laughs> True. Oh, well, it kind of helped me in some ways, I guess. Mm. Mm. Just not for your vocal endeavors. Yeah, I had to pay for it. That's okay. Your voice, your speaking voice makes up for your singing voice. That is because of boot camp. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so, so just for a little background, so I knew you guys because I had the opportunity to photograph your wedding. Um, remind me, was did you guys just find me, or did the, did you guys did the Wilson family refer me to you guys? We heard an ad on some podcast, and we just oh. <laughs> you had a podcast before. This. I did. It was oh. a very failed podcast, but apparently it got me this job. I'd actually like to hear about that more. But no, we we were talking about using Caitlin because she. Yeah. Mm-hmm. had done our engagement photos and she was busy or she was out of town or something. No, she was very pregnant. Oh, she was, she very, was pregnant. very pregnant. Okay. She wanted to enjoy the wedding. There you go. Yeah, she was pregnant with 
Peyton. Peyton. Yeah. And she recommended you. She was like, well, I have this friend, Steven. And we were like, okay, this guy is Steven. And turns out he just was absolutely fantastic. Seriously, so wow. good. You know, we were we, actually going through our wedding photos maybe a week ago. Yeah. With um, my my sister was there, brother were there, and they were kind of looking over the shoulder. And uh, anyways, they're look, going through the whole deal, and they're like, wow, this guy is great. So anyways, oh, we passed nice. that along. Nothing but positive feedback uh, from all of those. I'm serious. I'm not even saying this. Thanks. I'm not saying it just to say <laughs> not it. Not even just saying it. I'm not just saying it. <laughs> well, Sorry, yeah, so, I got to know so you guys. In, <laughs> in, in, Should I keep complimenting <laughs> you? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I got to know you guys, and technically, that was like the wedding industry, which you guys are now in, essentially, with your business, yeah, right? That's true. Because you guys are, are you focused? And this is for what's it called? Southwest Sips. Southwest Sips. And it's solely for weddings, or is it for no? Because you've done some other. Things. So yeah. it is a part of it, but uh, yeah, you guys cater to anything, don't you? Yeah, it's largely weddings. Um, we definitely work with a lot of couples, brides, but we also do some private parties or corporate events, but it's mainly weddings. That's, That's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we actually got to kind of work together not too long ago. So I was able to shoot a wedding at the same venue you guys got married at. Yeah. Um, and you guys were there setting up, but you guys didn't work it. Correct. That's, yeah. that's the hope pros. always yeah. Yeah. is for us to set up and you, bail. You don't wow. want us making your drinks. They're not. Nice. So how did you guys start this? Like, what was that process? Cause you guys started it in 2021 and started operating last year, but how did this all come about? Like what started this? Well, I guess, um, truthfully, Hannah came up to me and said, I saw this thing on Instagram. It's pretty cool. And I said, okay. As per usual. Yeah. As per usual. She does that a lot. Um, and from there, uh, Hannah, when she gets on a path, she runs a hundred miles an hour. And so very shortly there was PowerPoint presentations, uh, um, just for you, for me, <laughs> there was PowerPoint just, wow. just for to, one to, to convince me to say, Hey, this is a, this is a decent investment for us. Um, and here's the business that it would be. Here's what we could do with it. Um, and if all else fails, here's what, here's how we could sell it. And, um, and it wasn't like, I, I don't want to talk it up too much. It wasn't much of a business plan at all. It was just a pretty PowerPoint because that's what I knew how to do. <laughs> it wasn't just like a, it wasn't a, a full on comprehensive business plan. No, but it was, it was, it was that's, a Pinterest was, board. That's on more Slide than show. what most wives would come to their husbands and like here. I like who For comes sure. with the PowerPoint. I kind of wanted like, to, I think part of it too, not only you, but also I was like, I think I want to get my parents uh, you know, thoughts on it. And I wanted to have something to show them, to show them that it wasn't, I come up with a lot of random ideas and, and I, you know, with the way my brain works, I have to do something extra to make sure people know I'm serious about it. So, <laughs> so when, when Avery didn't shoot it down immediately, I was like, okay, all right, let's go. So I just did something and then I had something to show my parents and get their approval, a stamp of approval in a way of like, give me the peace of mind of like, there's other people saying, yes, that is a good idea. Nice. And what was, yeah, so then we took that information and did talk to her parents and my parents and say, hey, here's a, you know, what, do you, what are your guys' thoughts on this business? Here's what we're thinking about. And um, the original plan was to buy, you can buy a horse trailer that's been renovated most of the way, um, and then you can do the finishing touches and make it personalized to kind of your style and your whatever. Um, well, my father-in-law is a very handy individual and said, well, shoot, you could just do the whole thing. <laughs> and I was like, 
you're right. I can. <laughs> I couldn't, but we did it. So, oh, so it took us. We made it happen. Well, we bought the trailer in August, and I mean, I needed a kick in the pants, and because I took like a two, three month hiatus over the winter <laughs> from doing anything on it, and we got it finished by May. Um, and that was when our first event was was we finished the trailer, and then like two days later, we had an event. She put a little time stamp on it, so. Deadlines are helpful for that. Oh, They're so stressful, helpful. but they do get it done. And it looks amazing. It, it looks, does. looks incredible. Yeah. So horse trailer converted into a mobile bar, essentially. And yeah, it's this beautiful aesthetic, you know, white um, mobile bar. And it looks great for wedding venues. Yeah. And even watching the progress, like, of you guys converting, it was really, really cool. Yeah. Now, it's funny. So we we started off saying, let's build a mobile bar and build a business around that. And then, you know, fast forward a year, I don't know, it's been just over a year, I guess. And only 25% of our events use our mobile bar, use our trailer bar. Mm. And so we mm-hmm. found out, oh, wow, okay, there's like so much more to the business than just this bar. We could have started it back in 2021 when we had the idea, just started operating and learn as mm-hmm. we went. Mm-hmm. But we thought it was so dependent on the trailer. And so come to find out, I guess there's a first starting principle. When it comes to an idea, you just got to kind of take messy action and don't wait to have, you know, have this big idea in your mind of everything has to be finished and perfect for you to start, start somewhere. And then, mm. you know, cause you don't know what, what direction it's going to take. I do think that the trailer adds like a, I don't know, it was, it's a visual <laughs> piece of the business to where it's identifiable and, and you can correlate, Oh, that is Southwest Zips. And so I think that that definitely helped kind of build namesake not that that's a, a known name necessarily but just brand recognition of oh yeah the the horse trailer the the turn into a mobile bar or whatever um i think that that definitely has has allowed us probably more growth yeah, than yeah, yeah than that's true if not yeah there's definitely a huge aspect of it that that is the trailer but hannah hannah really enjoys business and i mm. have been turned into someone who really enjoys business through True. Hannah. Yes. Um, and <laughs> I think fun. that, yeah, it, it has been, it's been a, you know, here are opportunities that we could capitalize on to, to grow assets and, and things of that nature. So it's kind of interesting. <laughs> assets and things. Assets is a big word. <laughs> it's like assets, assets and, and things. things. <laughs> and all the other things. <laughs> Alongside assets, whatever that is. <laughs> Because you guys had a little bit of a strange path to get here, which was part of the topic choice. Yeah. And do you guys want to explain your topic choice and maybe why you wanted to talk about it a bit? Yeah. You've explained a little bit. Can I start off by saying it actually had, I was not thinking of Southwest Steps at all when we talked about this topic. Really? Mm. Not at all. So I saw the questions about the mobile bar and I was like, oh, right, the mobile bar. Oh, wow. So it was more, Avery's story is pretty cool. Yeah, and... Maybe we should introduce the topic. I don't know if we've talked about. <laughs> yeah, I was going to let you go ahead and do uh, that. There you go. <laughs> um, yeah, so we wanted to talk about um, just the differences and uh, maybe pros and cons, but also just, I guess, mainly the differences between being employed or self-employed mm-hmm. um, and, and just, yeah, kind of have a conversation about that because that has been like a very pivotal point in, in my working career, I guess, Mm. um, of, of trying to make that transition and figuring out even what, what I hold as, as valuable. Um, and so, yeah, I guess I can, I can go into that more in detail instead of just being vague about it. But, um, 
so when I went to college, um, I had no doubt that I was going to graduate with a biomed degree, um, go on to take my MCATs, go to med school. Um, and, and I had, I've spent hundreds of hours over the last 10 years in, um, rooms with patients and doctors or, uh, or wow. Surgery rooms. What am I saying? Um, <laughs> you know those rooms. Someone help me out. Rooms with doctors and the patients and stuff. You know those buildings and that have doctors <laughs> and people who get sick. Yeah. <laughs> those things. Yeah, I think I understand why this career path didn't there work. There you out. go. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't very articulate. <laughs> yeah, I uh, no, I, I spent hundreds of hours doing just shadowing um, different kinds of docs, and I kind of always figured that. Pediatrics was something that that I enjoyed. Um, I enjoyed uh, spending time with with kids, helping them directly make feel better and and things like that. It was just like this rewarding um, aspect of medicine. And then, so I graduated from NAU um, with my degree and immediately started working for a just general family physician here in town as a medical assistant um, and did that. Actually, I guess I did that before I graduated. I was still full-time college and, and working. Thanks to thanks to COVID, I was able to work 40 hours a week still and go to school because <laughs> we were already married. And get married, yeah. yeah. Um, and anyway, so I, I spent, uh, how long was I at CB's? You remember? No. I'll just say a year and a half. I, I don't and think that that's... CB is Dr. CB. Dr. Doctor CB. He worked as a medical assistant for. Yeah. Gotcha. And, um, and he's an old time doctor, but, and he was understaffed at the time due to COVID, mm-hmm. um, which was honestly a blessing in the sense that it allowed me to do a lot of different things. It w- didn't just confine me to my medical assistant role. Um, and so I was part of billing insurance and coding and, also doing MA stuff and um, I had a lot of liberties there, which was um, a, a blessing to be able to have a lot of different exposure in a lot of different areas. Um, and then took my experience from there and realized I really don't enjoy Western medicine that much in the sense of getting juicy. No, but it, I mean, it's true. <laughs> like the, all these things played into my decision of, of moving away from the medical field was uh, my beliefs didn't necessarily align with Western medicine practices or how they handled certain things. Um, And so, you know, you start looking at like holistic medicine or things like that. Um, I also really didn't like being inside for 40, 50 hours a week um, or, or what that life was going to look like down the road with kids and, and, uh, and a wife. I mean, Lord will. And I say that, um, you do have a wife, by the way. Are you, yeah, I was going to say, are you talking about the wife or the he kids? He means a new part? one. That, I do think, just really threw us off. We're not sure. Darn it. Um, Sorry about that. Party time. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and so there was this aspect of, here's something that I said I'm going to do for, I mean, as long as I can remember, that was the goal. Uh, I, that was always the goal. 
And now all of a sudden I'm like, man, I don't really know what the heck I'm going to do. But to back up a, a little bit, I spent um, a majority of my teen years working on a cattle ranch north of Flag uh, called the Babbitt Ranches. I would go out there for, uh, well, any opportunity that I could, but mainly the spring works, the summer starting colts, starting colts in the winter. Um, that's C-O-L-T. <laughs> Stephen was giving me the evil eye over there. <laughs> this yeah. is going to be a great episode. <laughs> Exposed. Um, and so anyways, I had I'd grown up in that and found a lot of enjoyment in that. And so when I left uh, CB's office, it was, I don't really know what to do, but I know that I can shoe horses because I've been doing it for eight or nine years and I can train Colts cause I've been doing that for five or six years. Hmm. Um, and so that was kind of my avenue into starting to, um, do the shoeing and training business was, I don't know what else to do. My wife isn't the kind of gal that's going to go move out into the middle of nowhere three hours from town. That's for sure. Uh, yeah. and that's okay. Um, but it was like, well, if I'm not going to do that, I guess I can shoe and train. <laughs> Um, so I started doing that. Um, and when was that? That was May of 2021. May of 2021. Mm-hmm. Yep. So right around that time, you also started to try and do the Southwest Sims. It was a couple months later, yeah, yeah. after. I guess just the whole summer. So May, June, July, you had been do- shooting and training. Mm-hmm. And then in August, I came with that idea. Yeah, and what's what's interesting is, you know, this is part of the, you know, kind of self-employment conversation but there was the stress of I'm not meeting the financial needs of, of my family just doing this. I don't have enough clients starting out. I need to get my name out more, um, you know, and, and advertise myself better, which I still don't do well. <laughs> but um, so I went to a buddy who had a, who owns a moving company here in town. And I said, I would love to pick up a few hours working for you because I can't, I can't make this happen. Just, just these, uh, just by shoeing and training right now. Um, and so I started working for him a couple days a week moving. Um, and then in November he asked if I would take on a, uh, like an operations management type role in the company. Um, and so I stayed in that position up until, three weeks ago. Yeah. Um, and that has been a very neat learning experience. Um, as far as, as far as working for another company, another person, another industry in and of itself. Um, but then also it's helped me just grow in business sense Mm -hmm. in general, uh, being as involved as I was in, in all aspects of that business and, and put me in a spot where now, I feel like I can say, hey, I'm going to go do this deal full speed uh, and and just shoe and train and, and make it my own. So that's a, a broad overview of, of my work history, and we can dive in from there. Yeah, and it's pretty interesting because uh, both you started revolving around business, but that's not necessarily where you came from um, as far as, like, you didn't grow up with it. Your dad is a firefighter, a lifetime firefighter, and your mom was a speech pathologist? Correct. 
And so they worked for other people, didn't run their own businesses or anything like that. And you weren't on a track to do that because you, even I remember from a teenager that you were planning on being a doctor. Yeah. And that was the plan. That was the goal. That was like, hey, it was set in stone. And then shifting away from that and kind of revolving around it without even knowing that you were doing it. You started after, you know, you decided you weren't going to go to medical school and you were done with that side. You took on horseshoeing and then started working with the moving company. Also then starting your own little side business. And Hannah may have been a lot more interested in it and kind of done that, but you were kind of swirling the drain, going around it and not, it wasn't from our conversations. We've talked about this as all this has gone on. But it wasn't like that's what you were set on. You were still kind of looking at what you were going to do all the while circling closer and closer to like, oh, I guess business is something viable for us. And I can probably 100% attribute that to Hannah in in the best sense of that. Not that she... She's so pushy. She pushes so hard. (laughs) No, I push people. No, um, she's a very intelligent person who when she feels strongly about something um she has reason to and so she and i would have lots of conversations about uh what life would look like what uh wiping my tears away yeah what um i thought you'll, sweat. you'll have <laughs> <laughs> you'll have this recorded forever you can play it back whenever you're feeling down he said i'm intelligent yes <laughs> i do appreciate that yeah um but it's it's true though she um we would have dialogue, have different conversations, and Hannah has always been business-minded, and I probably attribute that to your parents, who, on the other side of the spectrum, her dad runs his own electrical company, um, her mom is in real estate, and so they both, in different senses of the word, are are self-employed in their own regards. Um yeah, we just, our upbringings are completely different, like opposite ends of the spectrum in that yeah. regard, and so... Yeah, that was a challenging thing. I remember so many conversations like you're kind of referencing right now when, when you were making that transition and it was really challenging for you to get, like Chase was saying, it was hard for him to come to terms with, I'm going to be a farrier. We had conversations where um, you, from the time that you were 12 years old, your mom tells me you were set in, you know, it was set in stone that, hey, I'm going to be a doctor. So that's a long time. I mean, it had been eight to 10 years that you had said that before you made a change. Or I'm not doing math very good, huh? Something like eight years. <laughs> no one needs to know. <laughs> um, None of us went to college here. We're fine. Well, actually, except you two. Exactly. <laughs> oh, that would have been perfect. How we ironic is that? And just been really up dark. <laughs> so, oh, I just lost it. I lost my. So real, it. real quick, since we're already a little bit derailed, but you were on a track that I really wanted to hear about was yeah. a little bit about your background, but also so one what your path has been through your career and how you've moved into the business side along with Avery, but also what your perspective of has been with him going through this and watching it and how you yeah. felt about it and what you've pushed and Thank you. yeah. holds back on. That was, that's where I was trying to go. Thanks. Um, so yeah, watch it, watching him go through that and the conversations we had, it was, I, I remember specifically I was riding a bike around and we were talking about <laughs> you having a hard time with, it was like being a doctor or becoming a doctor, going to be one, whatever. It was like this identity thing of like, well, this is what people have always viewed me as. Avery, oh, he's going to med school. He's going to med school. He was, might've been like five years away from ever thinking about applying for med school, but people were like, Avery's going to be a doctor. And that's what he's always been told. And that's who he's been to other people. And so it was really, 
it seems really challenging for you. You can confirm or deny this, but for him to say all of a sudden that's gone and now Avery's not going to be a doctor. Avery's going to be a farrier. And when people don't know what that is and how hard it is and, and you know, can't don't really understand the entrepreneurial thing. They're like, Oh wow. <laughs> what happened? Couldn't make it to med school. I think there was this like challenging thing for him to be like, I have every, like I always tell people Avery is so brilliant and capable. He could go be the top of the top, the, you know, just the best of the best surgeon if he wanted to be. And so it was hard for him to say, I can go do this and I'm choosing not to. And for people to not necessarily understand that and to get, come to terms with the fact that it doesn't necessarily matter what other people think, because you're the one who has to get up and go to work every day. Um, but just coming to terms with like, wow, that's a huge change when it goes from Avery, the doctor to Avery, the farrier. Um, and that was a challenging transition. It sounded like for you to make. Yeah, I, I would I can confirm that. <laughs> Am I saying too much? You can just edit accurate? all of this out. <laughs> no, it's true though. Um, because I would, I, I don't know. In in my brain, I guess there's some level of of maybe it's a status thing, maybe it's a pride thing. Which um, yeah, like there's a certain of amount of prestige with being a doctor. There's sure. a large accomplishment. And there's you had nothing but opposition. Yeah, and it was like, and it was it was strongly opposed by most everyone. Even who, to like a couple of weeks ago, still people are like, "Why don't you? <laughs> why don't you use your degree?" <laughs> yeah, people like kind of honestly criticize your decision for a long time, and so that added to the hardship of making that choice. And I think that there was, you know, the identity thing is true, and I felt I felt that same way kind of shortly after that. And now I'm really giving all the deep, dark secrets away, but cause I was like, well, I'm not going to be, I'm not going to be a doctor. That was kind of my identity for a while. Backfall identity was, well, I've worked on a cattle ranch forever. I, I could go cowboy for the rest of my life and I would be content. Um, not make much money. Doesn't matter. I could go be happy, live a life that I enjoy. Um, and when that just wasn't going to be, uh, a life suitable for me and my family, that was also a hard thing to be like, this is who I want to be. Um, and so it was this, I guess, kind of identity crisis in, in a way where it, it was neat where I had multiple people, um, especially in my church and just, just leadership in our church uh, in different ways and not even in direct ways uh, saying Look, we our identity is not in what we do. Our identity is not in um, the job that you go to Monday through Friday. Our identity as believers is in Christ. And if that's how you, if that's how you uh, view your life as your mission is a mission field um, to to go spread the good news, then what you do from Monday to Friday doesn't matter because you can emulate Him in whatever you do. Um, and so that was a really big turning point in, in accepting, yeah, this is, this is what I'm going to do. This is what I enjoy and, and where I get up Monday and don't mind crawling under horses and can visit with cool people, make uh, cool connections. And honestly, I've had more opportunities to, to witness to people or just be, be open about my faith with people underneath a horse than I ever did in a doctor's office. So uh, I felt like that's been a cool aspect of my job too. Yeah, that's a, <clears throat> hmm. I think you're exactly right. There's a, uh, on the part 
I mean, since we're going into the, the Christian side of things, at the end of everything, just like you said, is like what we are is not, oh, if I look back on my life, I'm not going to look back and say I was a product manager, or I was this or that, or I was a writer or whatever. That's not what I'm going to say. I'm going to say I was a Christian. And whether it's by doing something like um, witnessing or anything else, or just living a life that is a representation of what we believe mm-hmm. to be a witness, then that's fine. Like that is that is what is ultimately important to us. And it's easy to lose sight of that when you're growing up and thinking that these decisions you make now are the ultimate choice. That is, that's like, hey, it's paramount. And it is an important part of your life, but it's not the most important part, and it shouldn't be at least. Uh, and going through the time period in your life, and you are 24, 24 and Hannah, you're 23. Right? Like These are very formative years. You're stepping out into the world, really. Stepping out and building your lives. And if you start off with the understanding and belief that, oh, what I'm going to do is whether it's a doctor or whether it's a sports therapist or anything else, and that's where you start to build your life off of, at some point then you have to come to the recognition as Christians that, oh, that's not actually what I am. And in some ways you have to deconstruct that. Mm -hmm. So you're actually ahead of the curve in a lot of ways of that already skipping a portion that some people have to deal with down the road and making sure that you're building off a place of like, no, what I am is a Christian and what I do is other things, yes. right? I'm not a doctor, I'm a Christian, and then I do um, ferrying, or I do social media management. I'm a fairy. <laughs> yeah, maybe ferrying is not the right word. I, I do wear wings, it's great. <laughs> no wonder you make such good connections at your, at your jobs. That's got to be a real conversation starter. It is, yeah, it's glorious. Ferrier, what do you, what's the act of, what is that? What is a farrier? We just no, avoid no, no. it because it's a, hard to say. I guess we could actually say <laughs> We just that. say, I'm shooing horses. What, Avery's shooing horses? Is that so it? Like, I shoe horses? Is that all it entails? Like, yeah, it I'm would be, be someone who, um, yeah, shoes, trims, takes care of, of horses' feet um, in, in a multitude of ways, I guess. You know, it's not always just... It's not really wrapped up into a single word like I tried to well, and it failed. Is, like, it is, yes, <laughs> but... <laughs> Ferrying is something else. That's that's not what we're talking about. But I mean, there's like a a, a perceived knowledge around it, you know, yeah. of of hoof care and horse uh, soundness and keeping them from. Yeah. And we're mocking my word of the use of ferrying rather no. than. I love it. Hoping that we could wrap it up into something nicely. I'm gonna put packaged. it on my business card. Yeah. In, our, in our budget, the line item I call it pony pedicures. Oh, there we go. That's a lot better. I, didn't I was gonna get exposed. <laughs> Honestly, me neither. <laughs> it all comes out on the podcast. It's true. See, it's not so bad. Once you get settled in, you start talking, it just becomes a normal conversation. Yeah, yeah. there's just hot earmuffs around your head and <laughs> a mic right in your face. Yeah, it's like delirium takes over and you really open up. That's right. I, I enjoy, you know, conversation, but having to listen to it back doesn't sound like the most enjoyable thing to me. So we'll see. Actually, uh, actually, you're right. It's yeah. not yeah. the most enjoyable thing. <laughs> How many me. episodes but have you guys listened back of yeah. your own? No, actually, we listen. Well, at least I listen to everyone, but I don't I have to. Yeah, he has. <laughs> That's to. true. You're the. Yeah, I listen editor. back because I always say, like, when I'm sitting down talking with you all, I have to be kind of engaged in the conversation and trying to think about whether the conversation has to move forward or if I have questions, how I'll respond. You know, add to whatever. And so when I get to go and listen back, I get to enjoy the conversation and what people are saying even more so where I can I can take a step back and just think about it, absorb it, 
um, and look at the perspective in a completely different way. So I enjoyed that part. Not hearing myself. Yeah. I just like hearing the con- especially Stephen's been really quiet. And he always says, I'm not going to talk on this one, <laughs> but we'll get to him. But getting to hear the great guests that we have on, the different perspectives that they bring is a really, really cool. Um, I don't know. I think it's probably the biggest benefit of me of doing, of, of, of doing this. Aside from getting to have conversations one-on-one, then I would say the next being that I get to listen to those uh, over again and, yeah, just get to absorb it. That's cool. You can, like, go to sleep listening to our sultry voices. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Yeah. The sultry voices. <laughs> keep using that phrase that you use. <laughs> the hand motion, too. Just, we do need, you need video yeah. for this, for sure. Oh, let's see. So, Hannah, I also want to, because you're not absolved from this. I know Avery's been a central part of the story, and we will tie it back together, but I wanted to hear a little bit. You both have an interesting portion in that you went to college and did different things. What was your path a little bit to where you are now? Um, I went to college thinking I would go, I studied exercise physiology thinking I would go and be a physical therapist. Mm -hmm. And then I worked in an office uh, in college, and I just didn't. Really feeling like Did they're enjoy being it. down on my profession right now. <laughs> oh, you're a physical therapist? No, <laughs> no, no. Both, both of you were saying I had to work in an office all day. And I just, we're, uh, just, we're just wimpy, I think, is really the truth. I yeah. don't think like working outside fairing shoes and like, oh, yeah, no, the, the real heroes yeah. out here, the real tough guys are the people who work in an office. <laughs> no, it's true. I drove to Payson today for half my day there and back and... So I wasn't even working. <laughs> you were in here slaving away, and I was driving in a pretty spot. So I don't even. And well, so I'll bring it back. So it wasn't even necessary. Like it wasn't the office thing for me. Avery hated being in office. Still hates being in an office. He was just telling me today on the phone. He's like, "Man, it's so nice not having to go to an office tomorrow or something." Like he's just. He's just not meant to do that. And that's, you know, it's cool that you've found that out sooner rather than later when you're 50 and you're like, man, I really wish I wouldn't have done this. So this is, you know, that's good for me. I, I don't mind an office. I mean, I work on my computer at my house by myself pretty much all day, you know, as a remote worker. So I, it's fine with me being indoors and all, but I think it was more just, I, I don't know. I'm a self-starter type person and just, I'm always thinking of something. And so it's, I don't know, working for someone else is just, well, I still work for someone else. I guess working for most traditional jobs, I'm like contradicting myself here. Um, Man, it's just a different deal. There's a lot to it that is not enjoyable for me who I guess wants to have more autonomy over what I'm doing, Mm. not only in my career as a whole, but in my day to day, honestly, I like, I still, I used to work as a cashier in, in college. And every time I go to the, whenever I'm at the grocery store and I hear someone you know the head cashier will come up to one of the cashiers and they're like hey you can go on your 15 minute break now I like I nearly shed a tear I'm like I'm so halfway half of me is like grateful I'm not in that anymore and then I'm also sad for the person who's being told they can go take a 15 minute break like I just that lifestyle is just not what works for my brain not what sounds good to me and I don't know if that's like maybe that's a character flaw of like a prideful thing of like no one can tell me what to do but (laughs) And so maybe it's a bad thing, but so you know, you dive into that on the husband and wife. Part. <laughs> yeah, we're both just really trying to open the Bible what I've been waiting for. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, I don't know. Where am I going with this? You should ask another question. <laughs> well, no. So you kind of were talking about you had gone to college, 
Yes. And you tried the whole physical therapy thing, working in office. So what was the point from there? What was the, tr- the transition like for you? Oh, I remember. I remember. Okay. okay. So <laughs> we, I, I remember how I kind of got more into this is we got married. We were both still in college. It was smack in the middle of 2020. Like he said, it was middle of COVID. And so we, we were both still in college, but we weren't going to school, like in, in person class. And so it was really easy to just like have a lot maybe try a little bit less hard, which was not a good thing. But on the positive side, we had a lot more free time to like do like pursue different things that we wanted to do. And so actually it wasn't, it wasn't even that glamorous at the time. Um, I'll tell the story of my, my surveys. Avery loves this. We were so, uh, we get married and finances were like, we look back and we're like, wow, the Lord provided. Hold on, real quick. You said surveys. Is this going to lead to that? You along with PowerPoints also create surveys for your husband to complete. No, oh, it's okay, worse. that's good. It's worse than that. Oh, no. <laughs> you did online surveys, I'm assuming. Oh, you spoiled it. Okay. I wanted, yeah, I want to get into it. I want you to get into it. So, so we were just so not, you know, we did not have much. We were diligent about budgeting and somehow made it through, and the Lord just provided for us. But we did not have any money, right? We're two young college people getting married at 20 and 21 in college. Like, what in the world were we doing? I'm so glad we did it, but it's just funny to look back on. Um, and so desperate for just, uh, my brain has to be doing something and contributing and whatever. And so I'm like, well, well, I need to be part of like bringing in money for that family in whatever way that that's possible. <laughs> Steven's already laughing. <laughs> and so I was like, I had heard somewhere, like, I don't know, I probably did a couple Google searches of like how to make money from home. <laughs> somehow we ended up on Survey Junkie. She says called? we, I was not oh, there. Right. We, we is me. <laughs> we, we is me, for we are men. I just yeah. I can't not laugh at this story because it's just hilarious, like how, how much has changed. But anyway, so I, I found Survey Monkey or Survey Junkie. I don't remember which one, maybe both. And Avery would get home at the end of the day and I'd be like, I made two dollars. <laughs> She's been on the computer for five hours. <laughs> It so paid, it maybe paid for the electricity for the day. Yeah, yeah not even was, sort of. I don't even. It, I I would consider myself a fairly rational person, and that just looking back, I'm like that was not rational at all. But I was. It was just shows. I guess it just really portrays how desperate I was to be like, I want to do something. I want to contribute somehow. So then I found out about. Well, not found out. Everyone knows about network marketing. I had, there was a company I admired anyway, their products. I started using them. I really liked them. I had a friend who, I was really turned off to the whole network marketing idea as a, as a whole. Um, so I just kind of turned my nose up to it, but I knew this gal who I admired and I was like, well, she wouldn't do anything super wonky. And you know, if she's doing it, I think it's maybe okay to look into because she was a respectable human being. (laughs) And so I was like, okay, tell me about this network marketing thing. Avery, why are you laughing? (laughs) Oh, Oh, is that not okay to say? No. It's just funny. Is it because you know this person? I'm just kidding. No, I'm I'm laughing because... I'm kind of making a dig at... Is that what you're laughing? Yeah. Sorry. It's the only respectable network marketer she's ever heard of. That's not true. I just might, you know, the general taste in people's mouths. Like if you're listening right now and you're like, ugh, network marketing, ew, shut this podcast off. That's because- Another name might be multi-level marketing. Multi-level marketing, MLMs. Yeah. The Avon person who opened, you know, the Tupperware person who said, come to my party or whatever. People do it wrong. And so it's got this awful, you know, name for itself. So I was like, I'm not going to do that. Well, I do it. And <laughs> well, 
switch. <laughs> yeah, quite the switch. So the way I did it though, I said, you know what? I'm not gonna go and be the person who's like going over to all my friends and I'm like, hey, can you please buy me a product because um, you feel bad for me and you should just <laughs> your switch again. <laughs> well, that's what I did. <laughs> so no, I didn't do that. I was determined <laughs> not to do that because that's what makes people hate network marketing. So I was like, I'm going to do what I don't see people doing enough of in this world. And so what I did was I started an Instagram account and I, I mean, when it's a sales role, right? So I'm the nerd that I am. I'm reading all sorts of books. I'm listening to all sorts of podcasts about business and sales and uh, productivity and just all the nerdy things, you name it. Right. So I learned quite a bit in that time. And that's, I think where it really, like my desire not to go back and work for someone else really was born because, well, ironic, again, I'm going to contradict myself because then I go and get a job later, but we, we'll get there. <laughs> so I'm doing this thing. I find some success of like, wow, I can actually build a decent following on Instagram. I did reels. I was a dork on the internet and it was fun. And I, w- I found some success with it. I got quite a few followers within a year and I just was like, well, this is awesome. Why would I want to go sit in an office now and have someone <laughs> tell me when to take a break? So, you know, that's, I guess, where that was born. Um, well, then we were trying to qualify for a house and our lender was like, Hannah, you have to get a W2 job. I was like, no. I think Chase probably remembers this. I came to him and I was like, Chase, tell me what to do with my life. (laughs) I was actually pretty close to that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I was just like, I just don't know. And so again, the Lord provided us. He always does. And there was this, I got an email in my inbox. I was looking into personal training at the time because I'm like, well, let me use my college degree. That's what you do. And so I was taking, you know, Avery's like, why did you spend the money on that course again? I don't know. So I was like all in. I was like, I'm going to go do this. Well, then in my inbox, in my inbox, you can turn that into something fun too. In my inbox, um, I got an email from a podcast, a network marketing podcast I used to listen to. And they were hiring for a social media manager. And I was like, you're kidding me. I've been in network marketing. I like this guy. I like what he teaches. He's a smart guy. This is combining the two things that I've been doing. I've been building an Instagram following and managing my own social media and I've been network marketing and I know what I don't like about it. And I know I want to be part of making this better. And so, uh, just by the grace of God, I somehow, I still don't know how I got the job, like miss unqualified here, got the job somehow. And this is a remote job where I would actually say for the sake of this conversation, it is like one of the most similar like for a w-2 salaried job it is a lot more similar to what i like and what's so nice about entrepreneurship is there's a lot of freedom and flexibility there's so much autonomy to say uh, you you are in control of your time i don't want you jiggling your mouse to say that you're online and you're you know checking off this nine to five type thing it's do what you do well and do it and execute well and that's what you're going to get paid based on you're not paid based on sitting how long can you sit in front of your computer and say, hi, I'm online. It's what is your output? Are you, you know, that's what it's based on. And so I love that about it. I have so much, you know, flexibility within it. My, our, our, my boss treats us well and lets us just, I, I don't know. I think people operate best when they have the freedom to do what they enjoy. And, um, on the times that they, you know, want to do it actually, there's like a lot of research on that. I think, I think Google, have you guys heard of that? Like how Google does with their employees? Like there's, it's not quite as much of like a, you sit here from this time to this time, like there's, and, and this, here's your task and do this. And just like super structured, it's a little bit more of like, be creative and innovation happens. And like their best work happens when they have that like freedom to do so. So anyway, it's a lot more like that. And so I now have a job, a W2 job, but it's great. <laughs> <laughs> it's making it sound like an insult to have a Clear W2 job. 
I'm like, man, well, I'm I, what have you. I been doing with my life for the last 12 you. years? I, and I love it, I guess, is my point. Like, it, it's ironic because I'm so pro-entrepreneurship, and yet here I am, you know, am I a hypocrite from sitting, you know, touting how great that is, and yet having a W-2 job myself. Oh, absolutely. So anyways. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 that's not it at all. I think the important thing is that you're, you're able to have um, a good life, that you enjoy what you do, and that it doesn't bother you the other aspects to it. Uh, I was having a conversation with a friend the other day of like, if you had the opportunity to work doing something that you love to do, would it matter who it was, right? Because you're talking about corporations or government or whatever else or on your own. Like if you had the opportunity to do that, is it more important that you are able to do what you want to do? Or do you have other principles that you're like, no, I would never want to work for somebody else or I would never want to work for a corporation or, you know, because I'd always be wearing risks. And he was like, no, if, if it was just doing what I love to do, it doesn't matter who it was for, really. Sure. Yeah. Right? <clears throat> as long as, of course, it wasn't unethical or something. But he's like, no, no, no. It's just, you know, you do what you want to do and you live a life that you enjoy doing. Then that's the important part. So I don't think there's any, you know, hypocritical aspect to it. It's just you found a way to merge those things right. that you like in your life. And how that comes about is less important. Right. And what's, I guess, to play more into the conversation that we had when we were looking at Hannah's job was... Our goal, Hannah's desire is for her to be a mother. Mm-hmm. And, you know, is is this a career path, a job opportunity that um, would potentially allow you to still work in some aspects and be a mom or, or stay home with the kids, which is the utmost priority, you know, or, you know, different things like that where... Um, you know, like she was saying, she was looking at personal training. Well, that's not, that's not going to continue on, um, when she's got a, got a newborn crying, you know, things like that. So, um, anyways, that was also part of the conversation. Mm-hmm. Which yeah, is good. It, it really boils like, wait, like, uh, I'm going to start over. <laughs> Cut. <laughs> Cut that out. It really, like Chase kind of was saying, it, it boils down to, not not necessarily employed versus self-employed, but for us, I think the main thing is, like you said, are you doing what you enjoy? But number two, is your life dictated by your work or is your work dictated by your life? Like, or, you know, are you working to live or living to work? That kind of thing. Um, does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yes, but I think that there's more to that. Okay, add to it. <laughs> well, I, I think that'll be more as the conversation goes on, but just, you know benefits um of being employed versus self-employed and and you know concerns or or comments that we've had on on freedoms and allowances that self-employment has versus being employed so hannah it kind of sounds like you found this kind of perfect position that's a mesh of the benefits of being employed and self-employed then yeah that's a pretty good way to put it so as you're talking about now that there's some other options for self-employment versus employment, you guys are kind of in this mix right now and you're definitely going through a transition period in certain ways. Are you ever planning, Hannah, talking about, because you have these other things going on, so is there ever a point where you either plan on or you would 
go entirely to the full entrepreneurship and work on either one or both businesses or other businesses that you would want to do? Or do you like the stability of what you have now and the capability that it provides enough to stick with that? I think absolutely. I would definitely like, I still, I talk to Avery about business ideas. I have like every day. (laughs) I think he's sick of it, but yeah, I definitely have the desire to do that someday, I guess in what capacity? I'm not sure because I probably changed my mind to entrepreneur. Yes. Um, I think right now, you know, as far as the pros and cons go, one thing is the stability. You know, you can't talk about these two things without talking about what, you know, that just stability is huge and financial, financial stability. That's sorry. I keep, how many times can I say stability? You can say it one more time. <laughs> Do you guys yeah. all want to say it yeah. too? Yeah. One more time. Yeah. Stability. Just to okay. add to the stability. stability. Everyone's yeah. together now. <laughs> um, yeah, that's in this stage of life when we're young, we don't have a house yet. We're, you know, avidly working and trying and waiting on the ability to have a home. And so every effort right now that we can have a stable budget and know how much we're able to save each month for the most part is, is really valuable. And so when we're not met, like, and I'm not saying all of a sudden finances are going to be easy. I know it's probably going to get harder and harder as we get older and there's kids and all the things, but right now while we're trying to set ourselves up, like, I think there's a lot of value in having that stability. There it is again. And so, uh, right now I'm so grateful for it. I think we both are. It's just what, what needs to happen. What are you thinking? You're looking at me. I'm just, just absorbing with everyone else. Absorbing. Just listening. (laughs) Uh, He's feeling very stable. (laughs) you are stability it it Um, is an interesting aspect of the conversation right of you know especially people who are on salary jobs um like hannah is there's there's just no question you know there's not like a a push to you know if you're in a sales role and work on commission i feel like there's there's a different aspect of that as well that that there's not just the stable guaranteed income all the time, right? Where, you know, if you do work a salary job and at the end of the month you get your paycheck and it's the same and there's no, no worries if it's coming or what the amount is. And I think that that was a a legitimate stressor as someone who feels the need to provide for a family Mm -hmm. and to be uh, avidly working and working hard um, to say, man, I need to, I need to get my, I need to get more clients. I need to work harder to do more to uh, provide better for my family. And I think that that's, it's, it's an interesting feeling to go from, Hey, this is okay. I can just do my job. I know the requirements of my job and here's the outcome versus I need to press forward and make make something happen or, you know, the Lord is going to provide as he continues to do. Um, but I still need to go to work. (laughs) (laughs) Just waiting for the, uh, the winning lottery ticket to flow down to you. And that's the the provision. I am. Yeah. It's amazing. (laughs) You would not know, even if you won the lottery, Avery would be working every day. You, you wouldn't know what to do with yourself. I'd still be shooing horses. (laughs) I think we all need purpose. I think that's an important thing. Definitely. We're made to work. We were made to work. Uh, so there's an aspect that you guys are talking about here, right? The stability is important and it is, it's basically just a decision that you make one way or another. So there's a school of thought that when you're young, you have more availability to take on risk. 
because the older you get, you do, you have kids, you have other things that then have bigger dependencies and the more risk you take on, the bigger the cost. So when you're young and you don't have as much to worry about and you're getting out of college, you're 22, 21, you're starting different things, um, the risks that you take on can be greater and you can build more skill from those and build life experience with less cost if something does go wrong. And granted, there's a huge, as with more risk, most of the time, ideally, bigger risk, you know, bigger return if it pays out. But so going back just a little bit to play a little bit of a devil's advocate for people who might have criticism and stuff, when you do that and people who care about you, they see that and they understand that the risk that you're taking on, the potential downside and you've already put in and building a skill set through college in both degrees that neither one of you technically are using. And it's not a bad thing that I'm saying, <laughs> but you also have something that is viewed as stable and already have put in time to build a skill set. And so then to go and take a huge risk away from the skill set that you've built, not that you don't have skills in what you're doing, but it looks like an unnecessary risk from the outside. Again, that doesn't mean that it's 100% correct because, again, when you're young, you have more of an ability to take on more risk, and that is a time to rather than, hey, now you have three kids and you have a mortgage to pay, and then you're like, oh, okay, I'm going to go be a farrier versus a doctor, Yeah. right? Then all of a sudden the, the, the equation has changed. So as you guys have done that, like you're looking at it now and you're making your risk assessments and doing that. Do you feel pretty good about the equations that you guys have played out do you or is it more reactionary reactive to what you're doing i what comes to mind first is i think the risk you know that that analysis of risk right when avery was working in office and we're looking at the way he's feeling about leaving friday he would say this he'd say i would leave work friday and already be dreading monday morning and so for us that risk the risk of him doing that and being miserable Monday through Friday for years on end, if he, especially because there's really no going back. If you're going to go to medical school, you're there. <laughs> you're not going to, I mean, you can, but now your risk is bigger. You're throwing away so much more time, so much more money, all the debt you've got into to do that and, and whatever. So the risk of him not enjoying what he's doing for the rest of his life was larger than the risk of, hey, maybe I'll use this other skill. Um, not to mention, and I'm not even, we can get into, I think it's a good time to kind of talk about the, the benefits that attracted you to entrepreneurship in general, Ave. Um, but just on the risk side of things, I think that's what comes to mind. And before we dive into that portion, because I do think it is important, but also you have a little bit more of a story around now stepping into a full-time entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. You mind sharing just a little bit more about um, the moving business and your process throughout that to now what you're going to be stepping into moving forward? Yeah, I can for sure. So when I got hired on as operations manager for that company, it was um, probably a position. Well, it was an unnamed position at first is <laughs> truthfully what it was. It was, uh, we don't know what this position is. We know that uh, there is necessary added uh, responsibility in, in this said position. We don't uh, know we need to help create it. Uh, so that this business can can grow. Um, and so that was a big part of the first part of me in that role was trying to define what my role was and just growing into that. And what it became a lot of was um, project-based corporate uh, 
contracts, things like that, that were, um, were a moving company. Most of what they did was pick, pick up people's furniture, put it in a truck, move it somewhere else. Uh, but then we, you know, got contracts with the Girl Scouts taking, uh, hmm. yeah, taking all their cookies. They would send just pallets and pallets and pallets of cookies <laughs> to a warehouse that we would rent out and we would, I say we, the, you know, we've had, we would have 10 to 12 guys working for the company palletizing orders so that we could then stick them on trucks and go all over Northern Arizona. So acting as a distribution center rather than just a moving company. Right. And Interesting. So it was totally, it was totally out of our wheelhouse, but it was one of those things that they called us and said, can you shoot us a bid? Hmm. And we said, sure <laughs> and so we gave them a bid and yeah they that's we did that contract for two years and i'm sure they'll have it this year as well um so this was two years ago almost yeah so this was uh december 2021 is when that contract started with them and so a lot of a lot of my role was implementing systems um i did a lot of budget stuff admin side of uh learning QuickBooks and how to use that to our advantage and, and things like that, because it wasn't ever really clear where the business was at, mm-hmm. how the business was doing. And so me in this role um, really allowed me to grow professionally, mm-hmm. I think, in the sense where I felt competent, not not ever necessarily in my ability, but just to my ability to figure it out to say, this isn't something that I would say I understand or something that I necessarily know, but we can figure it out and, and, and figure out how to, um, work around it and and make this work for us. And so it it was definitely a a cool experience. And so I was always part-time in that role Mm -hmm. where I was in office two days a week, um, would do stuff out of office, just whether that be dealing with guys and schedules over the phones or putting, putting out fires or whatever it may be as far as, um, just business in general. But, um, but then my other three days a week, I was always still shoeing and training. Mm -hmm. Um, and so then, you know, through that process, it got to the point where, especially here recently, my, I was at max capacity Mm -hmm. for my three days where I'm doing, and that's shoeing horses, shoeing horses. Yep. Um, where I was, you know, not able to ride, you know, some of the Colts that I needed to get rode because, uh, I just didn't have the time for it because I'd be doing six or seven horses a day on the three days trying to cram it all in. Um, and so, uh, it got to this point where the decision and conversation started to be, um, one, could we grow my shoeing and training business to be sustainable for us as a full-time job for me? Mm-hmm. Um, Two, I think that there was always this, um, I lost my train of thought. I love when that happens. It's mid sentence, <laughs> but, uh, hold on. I'll get there. Someone should say something else though. Uh, <laughs> Filler. <laughs> yeah. Steven's we'll going to break into we'll song. Mitchell's, uh, Mitchell's <laughs> yeah, this is an ad break. Rainbow Rain Gutter's ad. Oh, do you want to throw an ad out there for your fairy? Do it. Fairy business. Oh, but Mitchell fairy did such business. a great job to start, so. We can do it. We can, uh, here we go. Are you ready for this? Let's see. Where is this? I think Hannah should do it, don't you? Sure. 
Uh, if any of you out there have got any ponies in your yard, oh my. <laughs> we've got <laughs> we've got the guy for you. We've got the best pedicurist in town for your ponies. He also. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. Uh, that's just my favorite. That's it. <laughs> that's All right. That it's was free. great. That's a terrible <laughs> ad. I hope you got that business name in there just somewhere. Horrible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's not going in there, right? Well, did oh, that give you? Totally uh, did that give you time, that. or did, were you completely Honestly, distracted? One hundred percent distracted. But <laughs> you were saying you're at max capacity um, those three days and those two days. I yeah. needed that. Thank okay. you. Yeah. So. The, the question really became, um, which business am I going to put effort into? And I, I say that hesitantly because I, my personality and my goal is to do a good job and no matter what I do. Mm. Um, but there was a, a limit at which I could only do so much for either business mm. and I needed to focus on one and grow it. And it was it was really neat to see the growth in Flagstaff Moving Company. Um, it was. Is it this was, an ad? No, it's not. But <laughs> but it, it it was. We were able to grow in the two years that I was there um, by one hundred eighty nine percent in just just gross numbers, wow. which is super cool. And and I say that hesitantly, but to show growth was happening and it was fun to watch, but that wasn't my business. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, all this time you're, you're working, striving towards a goal, towards a focus. And, and that's not your business. Mm -hmm. You're growing that for somebody else, which is why you're in that role. You're hired to do that job. Um, but with the opportunity for me to, you know, desire to see similar effects in my my own shoeing and training business uh, that that kind of, I guess, pushed us over the edge of saying, let's focus on growing, uh, growing my shoeing and training business. And that'll also allow up time that I can help you in Southwest Sips do more on the back end. Because when she says that she basically does all the back end stuff herself, it's 100% true. So if I can help grow that business, help grow my business, then, then that was kind of where that led to. Hmm. Yeah. that's really cool. So you were in, an, like you said, you were in the role to help grow the business and now you're stepping into, um, now you want to grow your business, both businesses. Yeah. So as you start doing more, especially of the shoeing and the training, uh, I finally didn't say the word ferrying. <laughs> that's good. You just did. I, <laughs> I just had to remind people that I had an accomplishment there and actually use the correct words. As you start doing that, and you already realize that you've reached, within those three days, you reached your personal limit. Yeah. So as you start expanding that, do you feel like you'll miss that role of really focusing on growing the business as you do cap out again on that side? And granted, you'll have a little bit of that with the um, Southwest SIP side, but it sounds like you enjoy that aspect of business. So what does that future look like as you, as you look forward and recognizing now that you're also not only the operations manager who's in charge of growing your own business, but also the worker who then will reach his capacity again mm -hmm. with those two extra days. Yeah. And it is interesting because we've, we've talked a lot about different ways to, uh, you know, different limitations to, especially my shoe and training business, because 
in trades specifically, you let's say that you apprentice someone, train someone to do a trade, whereas a normal job, you would then have an employee. You have just trained someone to go do your job, yeah, <laughs> which is an awesome thing, but it's not scalable, right? So the the limiting factor in in my business is me mm-hmm. um, and my time, and so ways that. Hannah and I have had dialogue of how can we make a business out of this that's still somewhat scalable in in general senses of that word. So that has been a part of the conversation as you've shifted over because it's only three weeks, but this has been a part of the decision making process the entire time. Yeah, and I and you know we've like Hannah said, she's always thinking of something of some type of business venture, and so we've spent. I mean, significant time writing out business plans and, and financial projections and things like that of, of different business ideas of, hey, could we do this to make this uh, more, more scalable, more sustainable, uh, a broader service to be offered, right? And so um, we don't actually have an answer, but we've spent time looking. <laughs> <laughs> we thought about it and that's all we got. There you go. There you go. But this, the Southwest Sip side is intriguing in a, in a lot of ways. Um, I think that that is a, a avenue for my desire of growth and Hannah's desire of just business in general to really set aside time and pour into that and make that, um, you know, something that that is a scalable adventure, right? You could... You know, even we, we've seen that this year where last year was just like, we just need to book an event occasionally and kind of get, get our feet on the ground. Now it's, we have multiple days in September with multiple events and that type of deal. And, and you could see the potential in that business for scalability. Mm-hmm. Um, There's just such a broad scope of things that you could do with a beverage catering company. For sure. You've got alcoholic drinks, you've got non-alcoholic drinks, you've got all the different events in the world. You've got large festivals and events that you get into, you know, there's just... Potential galore if you want it, mm-hmm. I guess. is, And that's right. the difference between that and the farrier thing. For sure. But I think, sorry, I cut you off. You should oh, keep go for it. <laughs> um, part of the, I think, decision with, you know, we mentioned we have talked and thought a lot about is there scalability within the farrier thing. And if the answer's kind of no, as far as we know, unless any of you have any ideas, just shoot them our way. Um, <laughs> don't, don't do that yourself. Don't take the idea. Just pass it along. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but... I think, you know, to us, the entrepreneurship entrepreneurship thing and scalability and all those things are worth talking about, but we're not necessarily saying we're pursuing entrepreneurship or, you know, business ownership or whatever because we want to go and make a million dollars or $5 million. Like that, that's not the goal. And some for some people, that is the goal. And so you're probably not going to go be a farrier. But if your goal is Take to, no, it's wow. like, if you... <laughs> All right, this is why this is why podcasts are stressful because <laughs> <laughs> this is gonna be a marriage it's, counseling session oh now. <laughs> I don't um, think the sound effects are gonna be great. Great, <laughs> we're just like having marriage counseling and throwing that one in there. Crickets <laughs> 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 every once in a while. Yeah, um, yeah, we're. I, I think um, the goal is less to make all the money in the world that we possibly can and go as far as we possibly can financially. That's not the goal. I think the goal is to um, keep business and work in its place and and build our businesses to a point that we can enjoy our family. 
mm-hmm. and we can enjoy sure. being part of our church and we can enjoy serving in the church and we can enjoy having people over for dinner and sharing the gospel with people. Seriously, like just the the scope of things that life is about is so much more than just work. And so we're building businesses that are to cater to that desire, not the desire to have all this money. Sure. And and of course we want to like you're if you're having a business and you're not trying to make money, like that's just dumb. So I'm not going to sit here and say, <laughs> we don't want to make money. Like that's not what I'm saying. Uh, but that's not the ultimate goal. And that's not, you know, so it's okay that this isn't just some ultra scalable business. And it's okay if we never have an ultra scalable business because we're doing this so that we can have time freedom so that we can have autonomy to do what we want. And so that we, you and me, you know, me, Avery, me are the bottlenecks on the business, not someone else. So if it's not going to scale or if it's not even possible for it to scale, it's because we chose that. And it's not because an employer wasn't willing to put in the work to grow their business that we're working so hard to build or whatever the case may be. You know, we are the, we are the stopping point if, and if we want to keep going great, but it's okay if it's not, if that's not the case, because that's not the ultimate goal. Hmm. I think that's pretty. And it's different for everyone. I'm not saying, you know, like that's just what part of entrepreneurship is. You have to, you get to decide that for yourself. Yeah. I think that's what's so cool about it is, you decide what you are ambitious about and what you where you want to go, and you find a way to get there. You can work backwards. So yeah, yeah, we had a conversation with Mitchell, and it was a similar thing that Mitchell had reached a point where he had capped out. Right, he was like a pass that he had what he could accomplish by himself, and so then the decision was, was that the type of work that he wanted to continue doing and the lifestyle that he wanted to live, or did he want to then step into more running the business and having that grow, versus being the person hanging gutters or the person getting the work for other people dying in the gutter so it could continue to grow. Mm-hmm. And so that's really the question is, is do you want to be in the business of running businesses mm-hmm. or do you want to be in the business of chewing horses and training colts? And that's an interesting aspect that will come up eventually. It may not be right now because you guys are in a transition period. So let the business grow, see where you're at and what you're going to do. But <clears throat> are you going to, yeah, what, what happens when you reach that capacity? which I, I hope you get that really quickly and probably already have. I know you had already had, that was part of the reason of stepping out was that you had already had people lined up more than what you could handle and the opportunity to get more to cover those extra two days and at least make it more financially viable. So as you do that and as you go on and the business is now something more stable, do you want to do the work of growing the business or do you want to, and again, if you find a way to scale it or you decide I like running the business and then there are other avenues like the beverage catering company that you have and you've built and now have as an asset and an opportunity to move to the business side or continue doing the fairing. It'll be interesting to, there I go again, interesting to see what you guys decide to do. And you don't have to have an answer right now. Right now you've already taken the steps to make sure you plant your foot where you are first before trying to plan it and hit the next step. If you're a fairy, you can just fly. <laughs> you don't have to plan your feet. You can just take off. Yeah. That's a great point. <laughs> Save a lot on gas. Yeah, yeah absolutely. That <laughs> must get tiring to tow the trailer, though. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Stamina's great. <laughs> That's why we don't try to leave flag. <laughs> There's another interesting aspect because you also enjoy hunting a lot and do a lot of basically guiding for free. I have a lot of hobbies. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think, but they're all You guys must be related. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not the only one. Yeah, that must be a part of that. Maybe we can't all sing, but we all get into a lot of different things. <laughs> we do. That we don't have enough time for. Absolutely. There's never enough time. Yeah. That's how it always feels. So 
balancing that out too. Do you ever plan on looking at that as a business source? Hunting is a source of enjoyment for me and not a place where I foresee any kind of business venture. You don't want that to cross over. I don't. And I, I've known a lot of guys who go into the guiding world and do plenty fine for themselves, but it becomes more about uh, a paycheck and, and that's what hunting is where hunting and going out and just doing whatever for me is, is more of a time to uh, just enjoy God's creation and um, do something that I enjoy. Success isn't even the ultimate goal. Success is, mm-hmm. is <laughs> obviously nice to fill the freezer. Uh, Hannah agrees with that, yes. but um, the goal is just to, just have an avenue of, of getting out, getting away, experiencing God's creation in, in a in different aspect of just wandering around in it. You have a, a goal, and I like being goal-oriented, mm-hmm. and I think that that's why you know, hunting and, and fishing and all those different things that I enjoy are, are, are goal-oriented passions. <laughs> I think that's really good. It's good to have a balance and make sure that not everything becomes work and that there's more to life than just those things that you're trying to accomplish and that's really enjoying it kind of speaking on on that so mentioning like those passions not becoming just work the both of you right now how do you feel about those like separate ventures like south by sips and ferrying like how do you guys stop from getting to a point of like feeling that burnout or just becoming a paycheck i was hoping you guys knew how to do that you could tell me so then the question is, do you guys feel that way? Or do you guys feel like it's becoming that? You know that this is called no experience required, right? We don't because I have we're actually taking notes from I have no honor. experience in figuring that part out, so <laughs> I guess I'm in good company. I think that Hannah feels burnout faster than I do because she puts more into it on the front end. Hmm. Um she's raising eyebrows and maybe I'm Do you mean like the customer face of the business? She she has put a lot of when Hannah gets on something she stays on it and goes 100 miles an hour she will stay up till 10:30 at night on her computer doing whatever it is I can absolutely disengage at seven and <laughs> and be mindlessly doing Mental something clock out yeah. oh no problem <laughs> honestly I could do it whenever <laughs> yeah. take a nap whenever you're good at that. I can't I like stop. to attribute that to being tired from working, but I don't know if that's true. <laughs> She's like, you're good at being tired. <laughs> um, but I do think that it, it's interesting that, especially strictly my my shoeing and training business, um, I enjoy it. I have mm. no no issue waking up to go shoe horses all day. Um, I think that there's a lot of times good company and I, and if not, I also have no problem being by myself and doing my own deal and just sitting in silence or sitting with the podcast all day. Like that doesn't bother me. And so to be outside physically working, that was something I didn't necessarily know that I needed, but physically working is important for, for me. And so that I can come home and feel tired, feel like I was accomplished and, and did something that day. Uh, and it's, it's a physical job, but it's one of those deals where, um, 
I don't know, maybe I'm taking advantage of youth. <laughs> People are always like, you can't do that forever. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to give it a good go. <laughs> yeah, ride that train as long as you can, man. It's like, after 25. <laughs> Really you really gave him a short time. Wow, I've got one <laughs> like you said, you're a 24? Okay, I'm going to get those prices. We've got a whole oh, retirement yeah, fund in one year. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, and, and I also see, you know, like Southwest Hips, Hannah can sometimes see as a burden, um, but I can also see it as, as from an outside perspective because I'm not always that deep into it mm. to say this is an asset, this is something good, Truthfully, the way that we started Southwest Tips is we don't have a ton of hobbies or things that we do together and enjoy. And that sounds terrible to say, like, I am good to go do what I enjoy. Hannah, like, sitting in a coffee shop and nerding out about something. And that's not necessarily what I ne- like to do for fun. And that Southwest Tips was something that we were like, we could do this together. And mm-hmm. it would be something enjoyable for us to do together. Um, which she does a lot of by herself. <laughs> well, when it comes to the event days, like yeah. we're both equally involved in that, and that's what yeah. it really is. It's been fun. So just to follow up, just kind of like keep on that line of context. So you're saying that this is something you guys, you guys found that you can do together. So being like a, a married couple running a business together, like <laughs> how like intricate does that get for you guys? Like is there any time you guys actually like butt heads or like Hannah, because you're more involved, you actually like make more of the decision and just want his support and input. Like, how do you guys work around that? I think the biggest, we work really well together just in general. I think we're really, our relationship is what it is because we're good communicators with one another. But one of the biggest challenges I would say that we have both in business and life is I run like a million miles an hour and he's like, why are you running so fast? <laughs> and I'm just like, I don't know. I mean, you can, the way I talk gives it away. I just, I'm just, my brain just keeps moving and going. And I'm like, have you done this yet? Can you call someone's out? Can you, do, you know, and he was like, oh my gosh, woman, I've not even had a second to think about that. So I think that's the biggest thing is I need to be more patient. Well, here's, here's an analogy for you. And this will give away a little bit about, who I am, you can run a horse as hard as you possibly can and they will flat out run, but eventually they're going to fall over dead. So I've got no problem going a touch slower. <laughs> We're not going to try the run part first. We're just going <laughs> to. Why, why not hit a trot? Oh. 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 Okay. I feel like we're more at like a slow gait. <laughs> oh, really? No, just just out there. Okay. Is that what that's called? Am I even saying that right? Nope, but the okay. turtle in the head. Yeah, that's all right. Slow walk. <laughs> no, it, it's all good, but but that is the biggest thing that we run into. How do you think the West got built at a run? Avery, I'm just saying. Using confusing analogies. I, it's not confusing. <laughs> He's like, do you think fairies flap their wings the way people run? You're like, what? <laughs> I guess where we have to end it. No. You're <laughs> <laughs> some scuffling, some punches. <laughs> yeah, we should add some like those fights out in the background. <laughs> so as you guys do, look into the future and you guys are, yeah, like you said, you're at an inflection point. And so right now the future is kind of in flux and it's an interesting thing to ask both of you. 
what do you see the future as for across the board as what you're doing now, which is now moving entirely into your own business um, and still have your normal job, but also as Southwest Sips is getting more involved, what do you both see the future bringing you? And especially, and also in there, you guys talked about family earlier. Like, that's still part of the equation. Like, as you guys still are all of these things that are potential. Yeah, she's waiting for me to answer. That's fine. <laughs> um, I guess to start with my my shoeing and training business, I foresee that being a job. I, I, something mm-hmm. that I do full-time, I think, when we get into uh, a house of our own and I have the ability to take on outside clients because right now I'm at the mercy of other people's facilities and mm-hmm. I've had a lot of people be very good to me. Um, but it, when I have the ability to kind of add that aspect of of my training business or my business in general, um, that's an avenue that has yet to be explored. Uh, mm-hmm. But also, yeah, I think that I will just, I think I'll just be shoeing horses, you know, for... Mm-hmm. For the foreseeable future, um, and that's not 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 bothersome to me. As far as Southwest Sips goes, what I see is a way. Hannah and I figuring out a way to make that a little less hands-on. Whether that means um, bringing someone in to to run or set up set up the operations at the place, right? To go set up events. Hannah does back end stuff. She's good at it. She enjoys that part of it. Um, but being able to conserve our weekends as a family or, or whatever that may be, uh, not be catering to all the needs of Southwest sips at whatever time. Oh my gosh, it's 10 o'clock and they ran out of ice. <laughs> yes, <laughs> or Hannah hot. forgot lemon juice again. <laughs> I wasn't going to sell her out. But yeah, I did that two events in a row. We had to, across town because I forgot lemon <laughs> But using Southwest Sips as an avenue of, as a means of, of a business still, but ran a little less hands-on if if that makes sense. I think that that's a way for us to, to compromise and still be able to have time freedom and have the ability to raise a family and spend time with family or take needed vacations at times um, without having to be there all the time say to that i cool yeah <laughs> <laughs> wait are you cool or is that what he said is cool um avery's super cool oh well that wasn't either of the options that i said she just went for the third one yeah, she's like <laughs> i don't know what's going on anymore I'm just <laughs> she's like mentally clocked out you no. said you didn't have the ability to do that <laughs> and i think you've mentally clocked out already. you're right um, no, her mind's moved on to something else she's like i'm done with this i'm like i have another business idea we have to yeah. talk no um i to answer that question i guess i would answer it differently not that i disagree with what Avery said but it's just not where my brain goes my brain goes to the answer of i honestly don't know and what I see is not necessarily specifics of here's how this will be run and here's how Avery's job will function. I look at it and I'm like, I have no idea. Avery, I mean, we're not naive to the fact that Avery's job is dangerous. Like it is. Um, and so things can always happen and we, you know, pray that that's not what happens. But if it does, I'm not terribly nervous. And same thing with my job. I mean, a job can be gone in an instant or Southwest Sips could just 
for whatever reason, go away for, I don't know whether we got rid of it or if it just died on its own, which I don't, you know, I'm just saying anything could happen. And I'm not, I'm not worried because we already, we've already kind of dove into this whole world of, we can make stuff happen. We work hard. We are multi-passionate. We, I, I don't know, we can just, we've done the thing of taking messy action and we could do it again. And so I guess that there's some peace of mind in that of like, if this business doesn't work out or whatever, I have like six more are going through my head right now. <laughs> so <laughs> We can always, I mean, we can always pivot and try something new and that's okay. And I feel like there's in a way stability in that there's stability in the instability of your businesses. Because if you're, if you're, if you've got that entrepreneurial spirit and mindset about you, then it's going to work out. It's going to be fine. You're going to come up with something new. You're going to keep working hard. You're going to keep, you know, burning the midnight oil and you're going to make something happen. So, um, but what I do know, I don't know. So I guess long, long story short, I'll make that concise. I don't know what the actual job and day to day will look like, but I know that whatever we are doing to make an income for our family, whether it be him alone or the both of us, we will, family will come first and work will come second. And, you know, I guess that's the biggest principle that will follow the whole work life thing. I think that's pretty good. And it sounds like you're a good pair and partners because you have, <laughs> you have, I had to make that really awful. <laughs> that was good. Yeah. You have the stability going back to that word that Avery it's provides and that he has an idea of what things will be, which is important to make sure that the ideal is still there and that you work towards something, but also the flexibility and the understanding that things are dynamic and especially in that type of work and the flexibility to be able to adjust, which is what you bring to it. And Hannah, cause we're not on video. <laughs> so those two together, if worked, if you keep on communication and you have your core principles that line up and match up can really complement each other and make sure that you handle the different situations, whereas that you may be able to bounce the ideas off if something comes your way, but also, Avery, you're able to act as a grounding rod to keep things headed in a stable direction when things, and I understand, Hannah, your perspective where I want to do everything, I want to do this, that, one of everything, and that can bring its own challenges. So it sounds like you both have really great qualities that you bring to your partnership, and it's paying off in both ways. So I think that's a great thing to see. What a great pair. Yeah. By the way, you guys are awesome. like, <laughs> I forget how young you guys are. <laughs> <laughs> and it's so weird to hear you guys say your age because you guys are very mature for your age. Not that we're like super old or anything. But, <laughs> Maybe um, we're just immature. We're just, yeah. I think <laughs> about, the old age yeah, of 25, so. yeah, we think about, you know, I think about where I was at your guys' age and I'm like, oh my gosh, like. Yeah, you guys are doing pretty good. <laughs> the Lord has definitely been good to us, and I think that that's been a uh, continued anthem just in our marriage. Hannah said earlier, when we got married, we had no business getting married. Um, but Except that's what you're supposed to do. So we did that in our state. <laughs> like, we had no business getting married, but also, like, it was good that we got married. I'm not saying that it or wasn't not. good. I'm saying that You're young. when strictly looking at a, at a, is this a smart financial decision? Oh, Can we financial. support a family? How does this work? It didn't make a whole lot of sense, but the Lord continued to provide. And that has been just ever so evident in Hannah's procurement of this job and my ability to continue 
continue chewing and training and, and growing these businesses. And um, even just, you know, success in Southwest Sips uh, and being able to have, uh, you know, a mindset of, oh my gosh, we're almost overbooked for the rest of the year. Mm-hmm. And so that's, you know, it truly is a blessing. Not yeah. by no means of our own, you know. I like it. You have anything? No. Cheers to that. Do you want to do a legit ad for your show, Andrea? You really I did should. A ridiculous one. I think you should talk about talk about how you show up on time and you do a really good job, and you're reasonably priced and you take care of people and you'll nice. never hit a horse because you're really patient. There's your ad. <laughs> I know the music <laughs> wasn't playing. <laughs> Post. <laughs> Post. <laughs> oh man, but. You know, kind of to touch on, I think one of the things that Hannah and I have talked about as far as just self-employment versus employment in general is, you know, pro cons list. And one of that being benefits, retirement, the whole deal, right? Mm-hmm. Of, and that goes, ties into your stability thing. And I'm totally switching gears, but That's all right. um, I'm going to edit this back into the middle. There you go. <laughs> just find it and just replace it. it the, yeah. Like I said, my brain works a little different speed than I guess Hannah's does. So, um, but yeah, I think that, you know, that was a, that's a large concern of, let's take my dad, for instance, who's worked for the city his entire life um, and can retire knowing that he's going to make a paycheck the rest of his life. Uh, and and there's stability and peace in knowing that. And that's a big draw, plus benefits in general of you know insurance or, or whether that be, I don't know, maybe they're paying into a Roth for you or something like that. I don't know. I don't work a job like that. <laughs> clearly, it's like 401t. I don't know. <laughs> one of those W2 jobs. Yeah. <laughs> one of them things. Um, Is that weird that I refer to it? No. Is that, I, just, I just think of what my lender told me. But, you know, one thing that Hannah and I have talked about too is retirement doesn't just have to be based off of making sure that you receive a check the rest of your life, but but being wise with finances from the beginning and trying to build, you know, uh, uh, some type of retirement plan or system for you, especially in self-employed jobs. And I don't claim to be good at that. I, Hannah does most of that. Um, but just being able to kind of have foresight. And I think that that's been another avenue of, of just differences that we've talked about and seen in, in, kind of felt pull from to see, well, we, uh, you know, pay our own insurance and deal with all these things that, you know, someone like uh, that works a, a job for a big company or, or the city or the government might not have to. But for sure. And it, I mean, it's all just stewardship. How are, how are you stewarding what you have, whether it be about anything really, but specifically about retirement. Mm-hmm. There's no, you know, if you're looking at entrepreneurship and thinking, oh, I can't do that because <laughs> cause I'm not going to have this big, Pension or whatever your reason be, or just my, yeah, I guess our encouragement would be, you can do so much right now to make sure that you're okay then, for sure. There's no, you can make it happen. It's just yeah. being diligent and living. Plus, it's okay mind. because we might not even get actually get our retirement. It's true. Get that age. <laughs> <laughs> and we, the dollar may be worth nothing anyway. So, it, what's all this for anyway? No. 
<laughs> yeah, our retirement plan is this podcast. <laughs> yeah. Apparently in my yacht. Yes, in, in my Chase's yacht. yacht yeah. And we're hunting down this table when we're like eight years old. So. Yeah. Wow. We don't know how that's going to happen, but we're just really working on manifesting it. Oh, manifesting. Oh, man. Yeah, next podcast episode. Manifestations. <laughs> how to manifest in your how life. To... Don't. <laughs> <laughs> the end. It's a really quick one. The quickest thing, yeah, episode we'll ever have. Uh, yeah, there's pros and cons. It's stability and all that, but you're handling it in the right way and more maturely than most young people would, which is really good. And actually, it's strange. I had another conversation about how would you, um, like how we handle things and look at especially things like retirement uh, are largely affected by our parents and how they handled it. For example, my dad, who's your dad's brother, doesn't do retirement. like, And he watched his dad do that, and most of it was just work. And so my dad's just planning on working continually until he can't or until something else happens. And your dad has this retirement built in. And so now it's interesting to see the departure of what that is normal, you know, like, cause normally like, oh, okay, that's kind of an expectation. That's what life is. Your parents are the example for that. And so then to step away and pave that path in a different way, but still handle it as best you can. Like you said, good stewardship keeping it on your shoulders and trying to do it. And a lot of that comes, I know, from what you believe and what you're taught and how to handle life in general. So that's really helpful. But it's uh, it definitely is something to consider, and that's a part of the risk equation. But I think it's worth a lot of those things that you're talking about now. A lot of those benefits that you get aren't available in a normal way that you'd be able to do what you do now. And um, it's encouraging to see you make that path outside of it, be successful and constantly praying for you guys that you have success, that you have everything that you guys want and need. We appreciate that. It's, uh, it's always going to be a journey and yeah, by, by God's grace and, and just continue, continue to work, work hard and (laughs) do what we enjoy and enjoy each other, find, um, joy in what we do and our, uh, identities in, in not what we do. So nice. I like it. <laughs> it's been great to have you guys. Really yeah. appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. You guys Avery, thank you for listening. Yeah. And Hannah, I'll get on it. I'll get on it. No, you know what? It's too late. <laughs> yeah, you can't listen okay. to the only one you're on. Well, and I definitely then... won't listen to this one. <laughs> <Conceded>. So seated. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. No, but it, it's amazing. Thank you guys. And did fantastic. And Hannah was really nervous before she came on, but you did awesome. Couldn't you tell did. at all. Yeah. Both of you guys did amazing. Yeah. It was fun. Definitely going to do this again and kind of catch up and see, you know, what, what has happened in the journey. There you go. It'll be really cool to kind of keep Yeah, we'll have to, to do a follow-up with you guys. Just don't do it too soon. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, give us five years. Yeah, down the road. Yeah. Like, hey, so where you at? Where you at? Uh, about the same. <laughs> <laughs> Steven, you have any last words? No, just, yeah, again, thank you guys for coming on. It was great. Um, yeah. Really appreciate you guys. Roll the outro, but thank you all for listening. Thank you, Avery and Hannah, for coming on again. Can't wait till next time. See what we're going to talk about next. Happy birthday, Chase. Happy birthday, Chase. (laughs) Thanks, everyone.